Okay, you've been through this, but I saw this huge mountain. You know, you, know you know what? That sounds like my mom, and she's the same way. So <laughs> don't yeah, don't edit that out. <laughs> So the idea, the idea is that at some point this will this will be a problem for the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how we usually operate. That's how we roll. Yep. <laughs> Up on this is all right. So procrastinate. Um, speaking of time, thirty-four years later, or, or yeah, or just like the concept of time. Uh, I guess I I had I had a well I I I I made it sound like I had a eloquent way of putting this. I do not. Um, Let's move on to, I think we can move on to the next song. And that song is, of course, If Eternity Should Fail. Opening track, Book of Souls. Um, mm-hmm. A long song, but not really, actually, because it's a long intro and a long outro. The song itself yeah. is like five minutes. So it's not, yeah. it's not super long. It's actually pretty normal opener, I would say. This is a Bruce solo com- composition? Harris was digging through some stuff, and he found two songs that he liked out of the Bruce tapes. But one of them had yeah. uh, Roy Z on it, uh, and then he couldn't use it. So they, they ended up using this because uh, Bruce wrote it himself. I think this song came later, though. Yeah, but Bruce wrote it himself, and other songs. Well, I know he did write himself, Other songs but, uh, he yeah. writes together with Roy Z, but this one he actually wrote himself, yeah, yeah. Uh, which he tends to do sometimes. Uh, some of Maiden's best songs are Soul Dickinson credits. We are looking at Revelations, Power Slave, uh, uh, Flash of the Blade, uh, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. Yeah. Uh, usually it's pretty good songs when it's just Dickinson. When it's only Dickinson, yeah. it's a pretty safe bet, I would say. Now let's let's maybe just be, because because you know this was a uh, one, um, well let's 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 start with uh, one of our guests here. Uh, so uh, Andrew, why don't you tell us about because you, you what what are your so um, this is obviously one of the ones you 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 were excited about doing um, this song. Um, so uh, yeah, take us back first time you heard it. Yeah, I am. I, I have a visceral sort of memory from this song it was released 2015 that was when i was just starting my career as an accountant and my drive in to work um took about 10 minutes or so and that's when book of souls was just released so i would always just like start playing book of souls on the drive in and of course that's the first song so like anytime i hear that intro i just like picture myself going to work and anyway, and then I saw and then uh, the Book of Souls tour in 2016, and then ag- mm. again in 2017, twice the last two shows in Brooklyn. Um, That's cool. Which was yeah, I, I think the book. I, honestly, I would put this song as probably my number one in terms of album openers, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a hot take, I think, because there's a lot of really good album openers. Yep, for Maiden, but for for me, it's like. There's that emotional sort of connection, and it's just um, kind of a special tour. That uh, it was a really cool tour. Uh, the Book of Souls. It was a great one. Uh, what do you uh, think of the actual the actual music? Because uh, I think yeah. it's really strong. It's my I can say right out of the gate that it's my favorite song on Book of Souls. I and, think it's the best right, song on the album. See, seeing the, the seeing it live was and like you know Bruce and like the cauldron of like the mm. like, yeah. 
smoke like, coming out and like I don't know. It's really cool how they uh, how they present that live too. I remember the first time I saw it in uh, 2016 in Montreal. I was um, I was sitting in the seats, uh, which I sh- I would never do again. I, I have to I have to be in the general admission on the floor. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, you got to stand. I was in the seats. Of, I'm the only one standing up. My ent- the, in the whole section. I'm the only one standing up and screaming every single word to this so to every book of souls song and i look around and i don't see anybody who knows the book of souls songs like dude guys like don't you know like uh, like the new album like this the it's called the book of souls world tour in the front mm. row uh, andrew you would have found some people that knew the lyrics too i think right yeah, exactly yeah. if i was on the floor i would be running around trying to find somebody who like is like singing with me you know so in brooklyn i was on the floor though and uh and it was, and then like I found, I met a few friends there. I'm actually still friends with one of the guys who I met in Brooklyn. That's cool. Uh, yeah, because he knew the Book of Souls songs, and he was like, there was not not many other people knew it at the time. Uh, let's listen to the intro. Funnily enough, the intro is about as long as Ides of March. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a bit of a mirror then. Thirty four years later. I mean, just this bit here. Kevin grabs you. Synthesizer. Shaker. Synthesizer pan flute. Here is the cell of a man. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's... Yeah. Here in this place Gives me chills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. For me, what's interesting about this intro is that... Uh, I mean, our previous guest and friend, uh, not the previous friend, a current friend and previous <laughs> guest, Greg. <laughs> he brought uh, up he brought up the Lawrence of Arabia, and that is very cheesy. There's a reverb to it that they don't always have. Yeah. Uh, and I, I believe it's cheesy too, but for me, I always love this intro because the singing is very blues-based. Mm-hmm. So he rhymes not, again with again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's all right to me. But uh, I like that he's blues singing. He's not singing in that kind of La da da, yeah. da 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 If he did that too, it would be pretty cheesy, I think. I would be curious to hear the original version of the song. Yeah. <laughs> that bit's very bluesy there. That's, yeah. And the live version when he's when he says it's a, here is the soul of a man. That's good. He yeah. extends it a bit. But yeah, no, it's it's a super bluesy melody, you know. It has that kind of bendy quality, you know, a bendy pentatonic melody. It's so weird. It's so weird because so when this was, you know, this is also was written written quite a, quite a, obviously. Uh, this is uh, you know uh, you know. Way before he got his, um, I mean, all the songs in this album were written before he got his cancer diagnosis, obviously. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, but it's like because it, it's such an appropriate. It's, it feels like a like because you, you have like obviously when he rejoined the band in uh, you know ninety nine there you have like you know the Wicker Man is a perfect like fucking comeback song for like this is like you know come you know you know making a bold statement. This too feels like a fucking reintroduction, like a, like a comeback song, even though it obviously wasn't written of that. In mind because there's no way it could have been right right i know because uh it's funny because i think uh 
I think it was Henrik who mentioned this to me way back. This is year. This is like a year or so before they announced the album, because he had heard from, because you know he used that he you know he has sources some some sources uh-huh. you know, uh, and that apparently they were because he said that he, I think they were toying. I think at some point they were even toying with the idea of this being the title for the album. Yeah, but that that's weird because it's the title of the Bruce album that is still to be released. Well, no, I don't think that was ever going to be called If It Turned Nation. Okay, so. no, I, I had that impression that it was going to be called that, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I got that from, but uh, I had the impression that this was the title track of his of his coming solo I record. I think I heard that. I heard that as well. So, um, uh, we, I, I was chatting with Steve, and we were on tour in you know the summer of uh, 2014. And we were chatting around, and and I had just done a bunch of uh, uh, demos with Roy Z for what potentially might have, you know, could, could turn into another solo record. So nothing definite, definite, but but there was a couple of tracks on there, and I thought, well, seeing as we're talking about doing a new a new album, I'll just give those to Steve and say, look, hey, here's what kind of like, you know, where my head's at with yes. what I've been doing, and. Um, Steve came back and he said, oh my God, there's two songs on there. Oh, they just, just boom, straight, straight away for Maiden. And they said, there's one, there's one, if eternity should fail. I went, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, it's got to be the opening song. I went, yeah, okay, okay, fine. You know, okay, I was going to be the title track to my record, but you know, I mean, there's, there's no record yet. So yeah, whatever, great. You know, uh, that sounds cool. And then he goes, and there's this other one called Nightmares. I went, oh yeah. I said, that's a co-write with me and Roy Z. He said, oh, it's a shame. So you're losing your bottle, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, um, so anyway, so, uh, so and it, that's how we got, uh, if eternity should fail, ended up on the record. But um, then we were chatting away and, I continue. I said, "Well, have you got any ideas about uh, any other stuff on it?" And he said, "Well, I'm working on this thing called the Book of Souls, as maybe the title." And I went, mm, "Okay, that's an interesting title. What, what's the the vibe there?" And he said, "Well, kind of like a lot of stuff to do with the Mayans." And uh, I went, "Oh, that's a good Eddie we could have there." I said, "That's a sort of a." Ah, yeah, yeah. Anything with lots of pyramids always gets my vote, you know. So we got pyramids, we got Eddie, we got beating hearts, we got all kinds of things. Nice. But, but the, the, the thing that got me was that it, there was a sort of a, the idea of Eddie as a kind of a, sh- a shaman, a sort of shamanic quality to him, like the Pied Piper and sort of thing, you know. And I thought this could be really cool. We could really have some fun because we we don't want it to look like something from the Smithsonian. Well, you know, I, I don't. But it doesn't sound like a like a typical Bruce. Like riff wise, it doesn't sound like a typical Bruce. No, but then song, you have to also it? think like the 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 discrepancy in between Tattooed Millionaire, uh, Skunk Works, and Chemical Wedding is also quite big. No, I, I know, but like if you listen to the kind of stuff that he that he writes, the kind of stuff even within Maiden that he does, like for instance. Um, uh, I can you can hear similarities to the kind of riff that I mean not you know, like 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 if you take like bring your daughter or like relations there's a bit of a you you you, you can hear it kind of you know like you can hear like maybe this, there's a sort of similar kind of vibe to the 
the kind of playing that would whoever wrote that thing obviously wrote, you know you, you can you can hear it saying dude to some degree I'd say uh, whereas this seems very not him. So I'd be very curious to if we get to hear the original version of this because I wonder that sounds. But I promised Greg to address the pan flute, Lawrence of Arabia pan flute. He's sitting there right now in Buffalo, is listening to this. Hope you're going to mention. Uh, I agree that it's uh, very cheesy, but for me it works just because the singing melody contrasts it uh, quite a bit with the bluesy, yeah, yeah. bluesy style. If he was singing. Uh, you know, eternity should fail. Here is the soul of a man. <laughs> then it would be shit. <laughs> that would be crap. Wasn't there a like a backstage uh, video that Iron Maiden? Yeah, the roadies are doing like, uh, like charades to uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the man, like he grabs his balls, and then like, the soul, <laughs> the soul, he point, points to his shoe. <laughs> That's Actually, I get a little bit depressed when I see that because then, like, there's no magic for these guys. Everything is uh, like uh, it's, well, it's just work because they know they're being filmed. Yeah, it's work at that time, I guess. But yeah, but, but actually, actually, uh, I changed my mind. It looked like they were having fun. You at know, the Asian. end, uh, yeah, but I don't want them to have fun. I want this to be serious. <laughs> but uh, at, 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 the, at the end, at the end of of, of that uh, video, there's a video you can check it out on YouTube. When the band uh, goes up, you know, uh, Dave is standing ready with his guitar. That's actually really cool. That, that gives a vibe uh, when I see it. Like uh, they just enter the stage and go into the melody that we're gonna listen to soon. That thing, uh, which I think is one of the best uh, licks on Book of Souls for sure. I think it's a very strong, mm. very strong lick, and it's not super typical Maiden. It has a different. It's a bit sadder. It's also the first time they tune down the guitars. Drop D. It's drop D, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because uh, they tr uh, Steve never wanted to do that in any context, but they tried it in E, and then Steve complained, well, it doesn't sound that heavy. And Bruce was going with the no shit Sherlock uh, you know, line after that, because it's supposed to be in drop D. Uh, which, you know, rare case, I don't think they're going to do it again. It might be uh, the one, the one and only. Maybe, we'll see. I mean, I know that they've... You know, Adrian has done dabbled in that yeah, and, you yeah. know, in live situations. Acoustic guitar on writing on the wall as well, but not the actual song. Uh, is it, it that's in drop D? Uh, yeah. yeah, the acoustic, the acoustic, acoustic, oh, acoustic and, and the song is in in D minor, but uh, you can perform it without drop D. Uh, so, uh, Andrew, you mentioned some memories driving. You mentioned some concerts, but what do you think about the just listening to the record and listening to this song now? The intro is particularly. Uh, memorable and then there's that like the, the lyrics i really like the lyrics too like it really kind of um makes you think a little bit about uh you know the, the ending of time and i don't know um necropolis you know mm. taking the soul like the the concept of a soul is uh you know the it, and it kind of introduces the the record very nicely to the Book of Souls about like here's the soul of a man. I don't know. I just think that's it does, actually it, a funny thing because uh, Bruce asked Steve, "Is this even gonna fit?" And Steve just said, "Well, it, it's got soul in it and stuff, right?" <laughs> that's basically what he said. So you know, he's not super strict all the time. Uh, Mark, this song for you. What is it to you? Uh, I think it's my favorite, second favorite song on the album. Uh, I like oh. the red and the black uh, a lot. Uh, personally, second favorite. I'm uh, I'm not as I've never been as big like into lyrics as Andrew here. Uh, I'm much more 
instrumental guitar kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but like, it's, it's a really like start to finish. I like all of it. I know there's some songs that I like certain elements more than others, but uh, this, this is a good standalone song for me. Like it's from start to finish. I enjoy all of it. I like the slower intro into the good, like in, into the melodies into the good song. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's one of those songs where you can understand every word that Bruce is saying, which isn't mm-hmm. yeah, very always clear. a good thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Super clear. Some songs you're like, uh, like even on that album, my favorite song is the red and the black. I, I, oh, wouldn't, yeah. be to, I wouldn't be able to recite to you the lyrics off the top oh, of no, my head. I, I, that, and it's I, my favorite I, song. Like it's this, it's, a, it's uh, different. It's a good point. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Whenever I, first time I heard Book of Souls, my major complaint was like, I, I can't fucking hear what he's singing. Yes. I like some of the songs, like I like a red and the black, and even the song. I think it was Book of Souls. I was like, it was, it was very kind of right. initially uh, very. Uh, it's very Book of Souls. Yeah. I think is my favorite on the album. The that's yeah. a, that's a, I love I mean, that yeah. song. To yeah. compare those songs to this one, they are more eccentric, more Harris flavored. This song is a bit more direct, I would say. Yep. And yeah, and more it's kind of effective, even though it has this long intro and long outro, which we'll get to. But uh, the song itself is, is <laughs> the, it, it, the, the song itself is kind of effective. It's got a good melody to it to me. Like it's 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 a very melodic song. They don't all, like a lot of their songs. They're known for like a lot of melodic songs. Uh, to me, it, it falls into that kind of category where it's yep, yep. it's catchy. Yep. The, the, the chorus the chorus to me like sticks in my head. The chorus no. I find is a little bit repetitive and they, they, they do get you know a, a little bit of criticism because of their repetitiveness in the in the newer era of maiden like, you know a brave new world it, it's catchy yeah. though but it's, it's, it's catchy it sticks in your head it's very catchy it is very catchy it is very catchy yeah like reef uh, tell you what we're gonna listen a bit uh, because um yeah. we're right here anyway it, it so, draws me into the song more we're gonna kick into the i guess distorted intro you can say or the the intro after the intro huh I like this melody. Yeah. I have one thing though about that part that we listen to now, yeah. and it it's a bit too slow. It should have been quicker, I think. Uh, that's the only thing, the only problem I have. I love this part, so I'm not really complaining. Yeah. But it should have been a little bit quicker. You just add four BPM or something to that. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds like they're getting a bit old in the tempo. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, yeah, it was actually a drummer friend of mine that really complained about this. For me, it's not that big an issue, but it should have been a bit quicker. And I think it is a bit quicker on live chapter as well, a little bit quicker. I think it is. Uh, you're, you're right. Uh, there, I yeah. actually prefer the live chapter version uh, of this song, even though I like the original, but I think live chapter is better. <laughs> Uh, Speed of Light is also better on, on live chapter, I think, uh, because that has more of a free time thing that really, really lends itself to live, I think. But really, if you look at back in the day when they were doing, because um, uh, they had they did have problems. The other thing, the other, sort of the other side of that, there's a lot of old like live things where they kind of, you know, they, they would go really fast. Really fast, yeah. yeah. All through the 80s, really. Yeah, they were just, yeah, fucking cool. Uh, I think it's like a strong melody. It's a cool melody. Yeah. Fits into Later Maiden. Um, let's uh, head on a little bit here. When the world was virgin Before the coming of men Just a soul of witness The beginning of the end Very easy to hear the, the words. 
Yeah, Just definitely. Which is not the case with a lot of thumb I think it's a very strong verse. It, it, it shows Bruce's like capability more so than a lot of songs on the album. Yeah. yeah, you know what? We talked about this a lot because Senjutsu just came out and, the, you know, the different ways of writing or fitting the vocals into the music uh, compared yeah. with Steve, where Steve is just, you know, fitting in syllables. This has the soaring quality that uh, that I always enjoy when Bruce brings to the table because you need a bit of the, you need a bit of that. There's you know, some every, songs where his singing really enhances it. This seems like one of those where like his singing brings it up to a different level. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned Red and the Black. I like the song, but I think the first vocal melody in the song I don't like. I think it should have been on a guitar only. That uh, it's kind of stiff. It's kind of stiff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, I was yeah, just, I was just using that as an example because this is very not stiff, you know. In a world of magma, in a cold rock face, it has a, it soars, it soars. Can I l- let me try to redeem myself? Because all I did in the fast when like ten seconds was repeat the word yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a kind of very sort of all night. Can you please elaborate? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. All right. Go, well, go having for said it. yeah, let me elaborate further. <laughs> go on for the, it. No, so they have the. Yeah, with the guitar behind. That's how it goes. That's also one of the songs. I mean, it doesn't. So yeah, the that bit. I've always felt that it's. I I thought that the this the sort of modern maiden trend of the you know the guitar following the vocals is kind of <clears throat> unnecessary. I mean, maybe it works there because of how you can't hear what he's singing half the time on that one. I, find it I do love the song. Yeah. I love the song, yeah, but I, I don't like the first verses. I don't think they should have yeah. done them, you know. You know, it's stiff. It's very, if they compete with each other, it doesn't, it doesn't, neither stands out, I find. Yep. It can work though. Uh, like with Stratego, it works pretty well. Yep, I, yeah. I think so too. But uh, I think it generally works better on Senjutsu, which is a good thing because they do it all the time on that album. But <laughs> yeah. just, to, just to go back to, to uh, If Eternity Should Fail, this verse has none of that. This verse is floating. This right. has its yeah, own it, rhythm. It, it's Bruce center stage. Like yeah, it's just a, Bruce. It's his yeah. moment. Like that, That's where he's at his best, in, in my opinion, Like where he gets to show what he can do. Kind yeah, of he can soar yeah, on top yeah. of it, you know, because he's a singer. He's not a, yeah. he's not a rhythm machine. But but uh, also the riff underneath is killer. And they, you said, well, Mark, They complement each other said, nicely. Yeah, exactly. You said yeah. in Red and Black that they don't, they kind of compete with each other. In this case, they don't. They really no, exactly. complement each other. And, and yeah, I that's, think that's, that's true. That's made at its, at its best is when they complement each other. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the verses mm-hmm. in this song is, I think, the very highlight of Book of Souls for me. I think these verses are very, very good. There's, I have very little bad to say about them. They're very engaging very to me. Very good verses. In a world of magma, I always liked. He kind of distorts magma a bit. Uh, I like that. Uh, cold rock face. Sounds cool to me. And the word ray, the human race, and then he goes... Mickey bra, Mickey Love bra. that. There you go. For me... Um, and I think I'm, I've probably mentioned this somewhere in the pod, or I've mentioned it, I don't know, who knows. But I'm, I'm a big sci-fi fan, a big Doctor Who fan. I know Maiden, the guys in Maiden are as well. For me, I always like the title of the song, because it, it sounds like the episode, it sounds like the title of a Doctor Who episode. Uh, I, you know, no, no, you know, I don't know what that'd be about, but I, I thought this, it's, it's just a cool-sounding title. That's what I want to say. So, at the beginning, here's the soul of a man here in the place for the taking. 
clothed in white stand in the light. So I think clothed in white mm. kind of is, um, you know, he's pure. The soul mm. is pure. Yep. But in this place for the taking, so um, kind of making reference to something kind of sinister. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you kind of learn that later with Necropolis. Maybe a power Necropolis shift. Necropolis. You know, a power yeah. shift is for the plucking, for, for, for the taking. That's what I read of it. You know, like, it's kind of like yeah, so, yeah. someone has to like, become boss of this. That's what I hear when I hear that. Necropolis yeah. is uh, just kind of um, hungry for this, this guy's soul. Yeah. I have an image in my head when I hear this uh, from, uh, from the movie world, actually, from uh, Space mm-hmm. Odyssey 2001. Uh, the, the, mm. the monk is uh, like kind of engaging in primitive warfare uh, surrounding this uh, monolith. Uh, for me, it's very much something like that, you know. All right, yeah. And uh, what else that. is in there? Shaman comes in. Shaman again. Shaman. Mm. Shaman. Uh, time to speak with the shaman. I would pronounce that shaman. 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 He sings um, shaman, right? He says shaman, shaman again. Shaman again. Shaman again. <laughs> yeah. But it's hard uh, to sing shaman. You will be on very low notes automatically. Speak with the shaman again. Yeah. Yeah, again, yeah, that wouldn't sound as right, I guess. Yeah. The so shaman uh, again. Conjure the jester. Conjure the again. jester again, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it kind of sets up these these sets of archetypical characters, I guess. You have the shaman, you have the jester, mm-hmm. you have... A, and then you have the black dog, which is kind of like dog. the opposite of the the... Clothed in white, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Like the kind of um, symbolism of kind of in the ruins. Trouble. Black Trouble. in the ruins. Trouble, like kind of I like think maybe, maybe because death, you know. Cerberus. Because mm-hmm. you, you have, there's a, there's a thing on Sujitsu, the Darkest Hour, which is, um, you know, obviously about. The black Churchill, dog has of, his day. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could that could be yeah. that could be just like you know just yeah. I asked you last time, but I don't remember your re- reply. Is that a phrase? Mm-hmm. Is that a common phrase? My black dog has its day, or is black dog? No, it's no. not okay. Like referring to anxiety, I thought it was referring to anxiety. Black I th- dog. I, no, I, th- I think I think yeah, I think like there's two people who've used this: Winston Churchill and Bruce <laughs> I don't know. That's probably not the case. Then I, uh, so the world is virgin before the coming of men. Just a solar witness, so only the sun is the witness, and then <laughs> the beginning of the end. It's kind of like the be, yeah, it's, it's so end cool. Of madness, yeah, uh, the human it's, race, it's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's beginning of the end. On the topic of hot takes, this might be my favorite maiden verse. It might be. I'm fucking done with that. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's no life. There's uh, humans don't exist yet, and it's just. You know, the ascent of madness and the human race at the same the, yes, time. Yes, the human race gets kind of introduced yeah, now yeah. with madness and a yeah. cold rock face. And um, that's the earth, I guess. Right. And then there's uh, a little bit of a reference to the clairvoyant. Is it really? You know, as soon as you're born, you're dying. The beginning of the end. Oh, yeah, that is true. Uh, like, uh, are, are we thinking like cyclic? Instead of timeline, yeah, like kind of a beginning yeah. of the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as you're born, you're dying. I don't know. Kind of made that. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but actually, parallel. I'm sort of into the idea of cyclic time instead of timeline. I, th- I think most things in 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 this world are more concentric, more like revolving in cycles. So that's an interesting point in that case. You know, speaking of eternity, hard to comprehend, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
our, our minds aren't aren't designed to concept or conceptualize yeah, like, eternity. Eternity, like when when did the, when did the universe begin? <laughs> and when will it end? Or stardust? And who and decides that? Universe, like, is and this, are we in a fucking simulation? What the hell happened before right? like, the big? That's, that's right. the thing because obviously if something started. There was something before, right? Because otherwise that could start it. We we was know it? like we've been around for a few. Or with like yeah. what we know is a few billion years. There's probably something before. Is how long is going to well, be? Well, humans and this? humans have only been around for like a very small. We're two minutes to midnight. Yeah, we're we're not very significant in the grand scheme of things. So that's far. true. That's true, and that's kind of comforting to me actually. Yeah, I mean, what's the point of worrying, man? We're a speck of sand in an infinite yeah, we're universe. So insignificant. Yeah, that's nice. Should be like that. You could you could think of that as a depressing kind of thought, or it could be comforting, thing. like That's Jonathan said. For me, it's kind of liberating yeah. actually that uh, we're not that important. Yeah, yeah. I think we, no, we man, I think we yeah. deem, we deem like ourselves the a trivial bit too things that we worry about on a day to day basis right. really don't fucking mean anything. Yeah, that is yeah. very true. Yeah. Yeah. It might mean the world to someone, but and yet and at the end of the day, we're insignificant specs in space. Right? Yeah. We're. Yeah. I mean, it scares some people. It's, and str- strange, b- we're strange believers, all of us. That's a brilliant line again. We're strange believers. It means like we're. This is this is just. It's really really good. I love this. Every every now and again, this happens. Like where you just, you, I just sort of become reminded, like how, how great something is. And I just listening to like a second of the song here, just to sort of check on something, and like. And just reading the lyrics, like, this is a really fucking cool song. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Especially this verse. And we're going to head on from it because there's some other parts in this song too uh, that need to be addressed. Uh, Indeed, there are. I think we're coming into a short instrumental interlude. Recalls our number. That's an instrumental pre-chorus, basically. It leads you into the chorus. And I, I, I always heard a song when I heard this. And uh, before this episode, I've managed to find it. So I'm going to play that. And uh, let's see if we, you can even recognize it. But uh, here we go. This is uh, from uh, Mega Man 2, 1988. Somewhat similar. Somewhat similar. That's cool. Yeah, I love that song. It's called Wood, Wood <laughs> Mega Man music is. Like, yeah, it's so good. That's that's. And the Mega Man music is clearly inspired by Iron Maiden. Uh, I love on... that eight bit, the eight bit music, like from yeah. the old video games. Like, oh, it's so, so yeah, they're they're unreal. Like the, you know, the original Nintendo or like Pokemon music. I love the Pokemon music. My entry point into music was this soundtrack, Mega Man Two. That was my entry point. So I always thought that <laughs> I always thought that Iron Maiden sounded like Mega Man. But it's really yeah. the other way around. Basically, Mega Man sounds like Iron Maiden. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this part of Woodman is kind of close <laughs> to the pre-chorus in uh, If Eternity Should Fail. <laughs> yeah, what can we say about the pre-chorus? Good one. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 
That's fucking what you're going to say. Eric, you, you can't care to elaborate on your yeah? yeah my, my yeah's, yes. Well, I know. Well, well, that is my catchphrase, and uh, I thought that much of what I was should be implied therein. Uh, no, I, it, uh, it, it, it really builds up to what's coming after it because you get, you, you know, you, you, the chorus is huge, is great, and but the build up towards it, you know, is it's a good uh, build up. Equally, crescendo is at the first drop. Yeah. There, yeah. No. Here comes the chorus. kind of where my first criticism comes in this song uh, i'm not a big fan of the chorus i think it's a bit uh, tired sounding if to me it doesn't lift the verses are again as I, I love them so they they really lift and uh, traditionally in a rock song the chorus should be bigger than the verse and i think this chorus is smaller than the verse personally but it's not a huge issue it's still it's the chorus i couldn't come up with anything else you could do for a chorus it's a good chorus but to me yeah. to me uh, it doesn't have. It's not run, live to fly, or anything like that. You know, it's uh, it's not the climax. Right. True, it is on a downturn. Kind it's of. on it a is downturn. Kind of repetitive. Yeah, and uh, a bit monotonous, and not in a good way. Slightly monotonous. Ba da da dum, ba 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 da da dum. I I like the lyrics of it though. Yeah, good lyrics too. If it's a song, really well. Yeah. Defined. But I mean, it's, that's my first point of criticism because the intro, as as kind of ex- odd as it is, I like it. But uh, the chorus mm-hmm. should have been stronger. And I, re- I remember thinking when I heard "Speed of Light" that that was the reverse for me. I think the chorus in "Speed of Light" is really strong, but the verses should have been stronger. So they're kind of like yeah, "Speed uh, of Light" is uh, from from those two songs. Straight I got, ahead rocker. Yeah, I got like uh, yeah. I got like a good verse in in this one and a good chorus in "Speed of Light." Uh, but uh, I, I wish the chorus in If Eternity was better, actually. Then it would have it, been really It is after. catchy, though. It is, that it is, it, yes. It does yes. get stuck in your head. And Menden likes those those crowd-pleasing songs where they can get people involved. It's, uh, yeah. It's not a whoa-oh song, but you can still kind of get the crowd. Yeah, the whoa and the uh, red No, and it's not a whoa like, They're known for their whoa-oh songs. It's not one of yeah, those. Yeah. But kind of get other people in it's interesting that you say that because we reference whoa whoa parts and this one doesn't have one there's no yeah no exactly but but you could whoa whoa the pre-chorus the the woodman song from Mega Man 2 that could be whoa whoa by the crowd (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the chorus uh, do you guys agree with me or do you think I'm uh, out of line here I think it should have been stronger I get what you're saying I don't necessarily agree but I, I I I yeah, understand right. what you're saying. Right, right. I'll, I'll, I'll sign up. Yeah, agree. Again, I, I'm very self-conscious about my yes right now. This is annoying the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you brought uh, some uh, original input as well, aside of the yes. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about this chorus? Uh, let, let's go back to the first time you heard the song, because the first time I heard the song, uh, I thought, I, I pretty much felt what I feel now, that the chorus is a bit mm-hmm. tired to me. It's just a little bit sleepy in some way. It, just, it doesn't lift enough. Yes, I. <laughs> oh, did you did you even react I, I, to it the first that, time? Or? Is that your new catchphrase? I, I, yeah, my yes. new catchphrase is the word yes. <laughs> um, no, I I, I, I I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I, I don't recall thinking that. I think I, now that you're saying it, I can I can hear it a bit. But 
that didn't that didn't strike me initially. Um, uh, yeah, but I guess it's pretty clear to all of us that the the verse is stronger. The verse is stronger. So, but I I, I do I do really love the chorus. But I think there's there could I don't I don't know what could have been there instead, but. It seems like, considering how strong the build-up towards that is, it, it could have been bigger. What do you guys think of the lyrics in the chorus? Good. Like them. Love them. Yeah. Love them. They're, they're simple. Reef in a sail? I, I actually didn't really... I didn't really... I didn't really know what that meant. For me, what that means to me is like, uh, you know, an, sort of an old-school... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, discovery of the world. You're reefing a sail, you know, you're sailing for new continents and, you know, discovering yeah. the world. And uh, then ed- edge of the world, maybe that's at a time when people thought the world was flat. Yeah, I see that image too. You know, like well, this whole chorus, I see this uh, non, not iced, but flat earth. <laughs> I see in this Yeah, part. right. Exactly. Like what's what's beyond the edge? Yeah, you know, we, we, we might have some listeners out there who still believe this. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're surrounded by the, the Antarctic basin. This is probably the, the, the one Maiden song that is closest to being a flat earth song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Imagine, imagine if like that, that became a thing, like, like so the flat earthers like started listening to this song no, yes yeah, so they it. got this 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 is this is their anthem moving forward this is like their, their, <laughs> the, the banner they, of the world you know if eternity yeah. or spherical shapes should fail i feel like they would have missed yeah. the message if they uh well, yeah maybe uh, well to be fair flat earthers do have members they have believers around the globe as they strange say. believers uh, all of them well that's strange believers. <laughs> oh my god so so you you could probably fucking shoehorn this into i think so actually, I, I actually think so. Yeah, this, is, this is the song for flat earthers yeah, but, but yeah. I, I already mentioned it but strange believers that line for me that sounds like um i love that line it says a lot I love it the line says too. a lot because you know you have religion or you have philosophy or you have you know our our fucked up ideas of what this life is about we're all strange believers i really agree with that term. Yeah. you know it's, it's well phrased you know, we, we have our morals and our codes and stuff. Uh, the, the whole system that we brought up is strange. You get the reprise of the intro. Check out These verses kick ass. Even Nico. He's kind of light on the symbol. God's God's illusion. And the Lord of Light shining below. Satan comes in. Sticks out in these verses, unlike a lot of the songs in the last couple albums. Like he sticks out, you know, the verses. The verses are. Oh yeah, he's really funny. He kills us all on the verses. Like this is this is this is peak made right here. Oh, these I, are the chords. I love, I love this part right here. The inflections in the voice, yeah. So good. This is where they join in together, like the music and the vocals really well into the next chorus. Like it's beautiful. That's actually an interesting point, Mark. Uh, what was your nickname again? I keep calling you Mark because it's easier. No, Mark's good. It's, it's Gower. Gower. Yeah. Gower. That's not that hard to say. That's what all our friends call him. No, it's, it's an old timey name. It's actually a Newfoundland. Uh, it's his his grandfather is from Newfoundland, and uh, oh, his I, name I, 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 I've I've met a dog who a dog apparently is from there. They're not from there. I'm breed. I'm breed. I'm breed. Yeah, there's a big dog. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I moved around a lot. Uh, mm. Father was in the military. I moved here when I was 15. It was my ninth different spot. I've lived in uh, Quebec, around Quebec, Ontario. I've lived in Newfoundland. I've lived in England also. So uh, I was born in Germany, so I'm, I'm well-traveled. My, my first record um, release, I, I, my first record contract, I signed with a label in Quebec, actually. So that was French Canadians. They're, they're quite different to every other. I know a lot of Canadians, but I only know a couple of they're, French they're Canadians. Pretty, they're pretty distinct. Diff, there's a different style. It, 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 yeah. it's, it's well known here also. There's, there's some uh, friction there. Uh, I, I am. Uh, I'm very much both. So... I, I, I am I'm exactly what his, Canada wants people to want to be his, like. His first language is <laughs> his first language is French. Um, we oui. exactly oui. exactly yeah. yeah. But I think uh, this is going to come off weird, so I might edit this out. But the French Canadians I met have been one uppers. They've always been like, "Okay, you've been through this, but I saw this huge mountain." <laughs> you, know, you, know what? you know what? That sounds like my mom, and she's the same way. So <laughs> don't yeah, don't edit that out. <laughs> She's not going to hear this fucker. You can be a one-upper. There's worse things to be than a one-upper. But all the French Canadians I met have been kind of a bit loud and well, one-uppers. It's because they're they're scared of losing their culture. Yes, because they're the only French province oh, that's fair. in, in that's the fair. country. And so they yeah. want to preserve that culture. I mean, we, we live in Ottawa. It's very, very bilingual. It's so. pretty, bi yeah, because mm -hmm. we're right on the Quebec border here. And, and we're also the capital, capital so. of Canada. Super bilingual here. So, Andrew, yeah. parlez-vous français? Oui, un petit peu. Je he understands it really well. Je peux, uh, uh, I actually don't. That's the only thing I can say. In you understand perfectly. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. can, I can speak to you French and you yeah. understand. Yeah, All like right. I took uh, French immersion in high school, which basically like we would, we would just have to take every class in French. And so, meanwhile, I was fully French and I took none of those classes. All right, there we yeah. go. But it's an inter interesting thing. There's some, some French uh, heritage a little bit all over the place on, on, the, on this earth. Uh, this is like in and Laos. Not, not many well, countries have what we have here where it's a mandated like, bilingual country. But most provinces mm. aren't like that, though. Like uh, no. any other province other than Ontario or Quebec. Quebec is mandated French only. Right? New like, Brunswick yeah. is very bilingual. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But they're not very, there's not much population in, no, in New no. Brunswick. Mm. But like any, any of the. Provinces out west, like Alberta, British Columbia. West of Ontario, you're not getting like, much French. They're mm -hmm. all extremely English. I, um, yes, visiting Canada is on my fucking bucket list. I've, I've, I, I, I don't, it seems like a delightful place. Yeah. Coming this summer, it's a little nicer. It's extremely cold in, in the, in the winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, uh, the 25 minus thing did, didn't, yeah, it's not, you know, I but, prefer hot, but I like cold. I don't like the middle, the zero degree Stockholm. Yeah, so, yeah, this right now bike. is not fun. Because yeah, it's just it's like slushy it's and like it's gross, slush. Right? It's no, no, no slush. Actually, Stockholm has terrible climate, but uh, yeah, that's just how it is. We have the canal here. I don't know if you've heard of the Rideau Canal in, in Ottawa. It's a, it's uh, a skateway, no, have... way, yeah. the longest okay. skateway in the world. Hmm. Longest rink. Yeah. Uh, oh, Canadians travel a lot, I think. That's why I always had like Canadian friends through my whole life, because they travel a lot, and the Swedes too. So uh, I've never been to Canada, but I feel like I sort of know the place that's the impression we get like sweden canada is a whole lot of i would love to visit sweden similar, like yeah. I, if people would ask yeah, me you're like, welcome yeah come on over man that's what is my yeah. like uh, first destination and then i say i would say sweden and they all speak like, english what? there it's easy why wouldn't you want to go to somewhere like tropical like, i don't know i just like, i just love the kind of like nordic well, you're welcome and i say as i usually say you get two nights lodging if you want but uh, not not more than two. <laughs> <laughs> 
because uh, we have a saying in Swedish that after three days the guests start smelling same as fish. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, welcome. You're most welcome. I think probably a lot, a lot of my um, sort of assumptions I make of Canada are probably just essentially based on you know like pop culture stuff that probably is not any basis in reality. Uh, but any, but just the fact that I'm you know, also I'm a, big, I'm a big Rick Moranis. I mean, there's so much great stuff from Canada. You have Dan Aykroyd, you have Rick Moranis, Rush, probably other Rush, things too. I can't uh, think of right now. It's also two in the morning soon, and I've been drinking Rush, for a couple. You have Devin Townsend, Trailer Park Boys, Trailer Park Boys. Norm Macdonald's fucking from 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 Canada. Yeah, Andrew, we got another verse here. You want to yeah. talk about those lyrics, or is it more of the same, or should we address those? Well, let's address those. Yeah. Okay. So. God's illusion, which I recall, was our delusion before the fall. Angels come and angels go, but the Lord of Light shining below. Of course, we know Lord of Light from yeah. Satan. Well, obviously, all the Bible, all the songs, <laughs> and also the song from a Matter Lucifer, of Lucifer. You know, Lucifer yeah. is, is in Latin is is a bringer of light, yeah, illumination, so the, if you will. The, and so the delusion before the fall, biblical, a biblical vibe to that. I think that's kind of a jab at, you know, or religion in general, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, or, like or uh, us. you think you know. A jab at us. You think you know everything, and then and then it's like, and then you're kind of you're. Um, like, you think that you have all the questions, all the answers to all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. One way to and fall, then, and then <laughs> you kind of had this like um, urge, I guess, and then you're you're kind of like the forbidden fruit, and like this. Right. That's what I meant by biblical. This verse has a biblical feeling to it, or kind yeah, of a yeah. Genesis. And then, you know, and then, Genesis, and the then they Genesis. reference uh, the angels and you know, the. Yep. Yep. And then, and then the Lord of Light and God. You know, the Lord of Light. Paradise Lucifer. Lost. The concept yeah. of Paradise Lost. Uh, a bit of that. You know, uh, no. God's illusion. He wants wants to be a god, but he like Lucifer wants to be the god. Like wants to be a god, but he. He ends up being the god of of hell, you know. I don't know. Uh, it's just he's a pretty good angel, as far as I yeah. remember from what I've read. Uh, that he was a pretty good angel, but he he was just too ambitious. Yeah. And have you ever seen the show uh, Lucifer on? Uh, yeah, it's great. Netflix. It. Yeah, like it gives you a little bit of different perspective on uh, the yeah. devil, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Catholics have never twisted anything before. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Catholics, they're pure. They're yeah, they've never twisted anything yeah. before. <laughs> no, not at all. No, 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 no. Very, 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 very relaxed bunch. Forward. Yeah, super, <laughs> super chill. When we talk about these lyrics, I realized it's pretty cool with a maiden song that is literally about everything. It's about, it's about essentially all yeah. the time, yes. Yeah. It's about yes. everything. It's, it's a cool topic. What is this song about? Yeah, well, everything. Uh, it works. It works. It's, it's kind of, it get, gets a sort of epic vibe, but not at all in the same way as something like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Or something very topic or very. That's my favorite song. But that song is a very contained story, essentially, because it's yeah, exactly. It's, and this is just about everything. But I, I, I do, I do get it, and I sort of like. I, I, I not, this has not occurred to me until we started doing this. That considering how great the verses are in the pre-chorus, the chorus itself should could could be stronger. There we go. So I agree with you. You've changed me. Why it's not top 10. Um, it's like top 20. Top 20. Yep. Like it's, yep. yeah, that's what takes it out of the top 10. Right? The chorus I, I, is lacking a little bit for sure. It's still yeah. a really good and, song. And you know what? Uh, Iron Maiden, especially the more recent Iron Maiden, the best songs don't even have a chorus. 
I mean, I, I love the parchment. There's no course there. Yeah, exactly. What about uh, Ashendale? Is that a thing? That is a That's not really course. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, Dance of Death does not have a chorus. Nope. No really? chorus in that one. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not, eh? It's a good song, though. They do that sometimes, yeah. I, I, for me, I always like that when I write a song. It's just like, yeah. fuck it, this time I'm not going to do a chorus. I like to do that. It's yeah. liberating. Strictly speaking, Ides of the March does not have a chorus either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I guess How Will Be That Name yeah. technically doesn't have one either. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, there, that's, you there you go. go. There's yeah. just a story. It's yeah. just a story with yeah. a good instrumental yeah. and... Yeah, our buddy Fergal said in our Hallowed episode that the actual chorus of the song is pretty much the guitar. Uh, yeah. And then let that thing Yeah, go. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're on the second chorus, on the second chorus, and then something happens, right? We'll get into that. Many things happen. Tom break. That's cool. I like that. This right here is, is why I listen to main instrumental guitar. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I like in like when I'm driving and like in the background. Right. This makes me forget everything. Very very made. And here's the here's something I've kind of um, one of my uh, like earliest memories of seeing this band live. Um, like the the first gig I saw them at, I was way up in the nosebleed section. So yeah, I, same with us. Yeah, but the second one was at the it was 2000. It was during the Metal 2000 tour, right up front, and those kind of like it's it's wait, my wait, which it's, one. It, uh, the, the middle two thousand, so there was the Brave New World tour that they oh, was, that's it was so called. Oh, sick! Oh, I'm jealous. They called the middle two thousand. So uh, something that's sort of like for me is will never not be the most fucking badass thing in the world. Is I mean maybe maybe you should stop doing them now because he's you know getting up there. Those you know when when Bruce says you know he, he you know he runs and jumps over the monitors. Yeah. Still does that. And, I mean, like, so he still does it. But what I love about this bit, the bit we just listened to, is during during the Book of Souls tour. This was the because the, the the beginning of the song, the, most of the song, he's up top, and this is the bit he'd uh-huh. come down and jump out. And that was ah, good. I like that. This is and good I, choreography. Yeah, and like, yeah, there he is. He's back. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. I was gonna say about the chorus again, not to beat a dead horse or anything, but the third time it comes in for me is the worst because they do that ancient riff, which I think is an excellent transition. But then you realize that even the transition is better than the chorus. At this point, for me, that's what I feel. Yeah, like they, they, they really make a perfect. Feel. Yeah, but they make a they, they make a perfect transition into a not very perfect chorus. That's to quote what myself, I, the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's the feeling yeah. I get there. I'm gonna take what we can get. 
Yeah, that is, that is true. I think I think you are right there. It, it is. It is not. It's still good. Anticlimactic. Yeah, anticlimactic. There's potential for more, kind of thing. Yeah, because that thing is because yeah, because in and itself, I love it. But if you take it in the context of whatever was going around around it, which is much better, it it kind of uh, lowers it. With that strong verse (laughs) and that melodic hook, the intro thing that they do three times. Not that it's bad. It just there's no. It just doesn't in the context of the rest of it. It kind of. Definitely not bad, not bad, and not cheesy at all. It's, it's pretty. It's, it's kind of a cool chorus. It's just it's lacks a bit of that. Ah, we know oomph, they could do say. better, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was gonna say, I, I just recalled this that um, apparently when when he was um, you know just out of his cancer treatment and had done the you know the, when he was you know cleared of all that, this apparently was the first song he 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 tried to sing afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's uh, interesting. At, at home, you know, just sort of walking around the house, and it didn't sound great. But some, a lot of those, the notes were still there. Uh, it's a lower key. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a lower song uh, in terms of vocals uh, compared to most of Maiden. So I guess it's a good choice to yeah. to come back into. And also, probably that was you know, it was on his mind because it was a newer song. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he knew right that he had cancer in the studio. He just figured. Uh, no, that no, he, I, he, I, he, I, I don't think. I don't think he. Um, he had the lump, but he figured I'm going to deal with that after. No, I, th- I think I think that he uh, w- w- when he did get the diagnosis, um, he, they were done with all the stuff. Apparently, yeah. No, but I, I, rem- I rem- if I recall, <laughs> it's uh, it's something he said in interviews that uh, he he kind of knew what was going on in the studio, but he figured also that there's there's nothing good that's going to come out of diagnosing this before I finish this. I think I better like just that, finish something this. like that maybe. Uh, but I, I I think that he. Um, Maybe I I do have some recollection. I think a lot of it that must have been towards the you know the end of it because I think he did a lot of it was done. He did he had no idea. So one of my best friends' uh, father, uh, is that correct English? The father of one of my best friends. Correct. He uh, he uh, recently had throat cancer as well. It's one of the less dangerous cancers. I figured it's something that you can actually. You're not safe, but uh, you're not one of your probably, vital you're, organs. You're probably gonna you're probably gonna be able to beat it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's still, it's still, you still should, you know, maybe get it checked out. <laughs> oh yeah, of yes. course. So but, you know, I, I agree with Bruce though that if you know that okay, this could be really bad, uh, then let's just finish the record first. Uh, I, I don't necessarily remember that's the way it was, but that could be the case because I've listened to his read his book a couple of times and listened to it. I don't no. think that, it was no. not diagnosed, that's for sure. But no. I think he knew something was fishy. Yeah. Something was up. He had that little golf ball, as he describes it. Well, uh, well, again, who knows? Again, we don't. Yeah, we, th- that could be the case. Yes, but either, either way. Speaking with the fans, you know, I was watching this video. You're kind of telling them about the studio space and just like the whole process of recording, super mm-hmm. into it. And then you were you were kind of telling them about uh, you know when the doctor came in and you oh, know, yeah. feeling for your uh, tumor and everything. And uh, it, what I found interesting was that this was discovered near the end of the recording process. Oh, at the end. I mean, when yeah. it all finished, yeah. When it all finished. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you said you kind of hadn't felt like maybe something's a bit wrong for, for a little bit. Was it you kind of holding out, just like, I need to finish this record? Oh, no, it wasn't kind of holding out, but I was. I mean, yeah. I, mean I mean, I, I you know, Dr. Google, Dr. Google and Professor Wikipedia told me that there was a strong possibility that this might be a, a, a cancerous tumour. Yeah. And I thought, well, if it is, do I really want to know 
now. Uh, would I prefer to wait six weeks until I've done all the vocals and finished the record? Sure. Uh, so uh, uh, that's what I did. And, and, you know, I mean, I could have gone to the dock and got it checked out and then, then what? I would have just been like, you know, not had my mind on the, on the job. Yeah. <laughs> you think that would have been, I mean, obviously to anybody, it's, it's a huge thing to happen in your life. To, yeah. To obviously, will take a tremendous amount of your energy, a tremendous amount of your thoughts. So when you really did immerse yourself into the, the recording, even though with this in the back of your mind, was it strictly in the back of your mind where you're just like, I'm pushing through this, I'm focusing on the album, um, that's that. It was, um, when I was singing, I mean, it was just not, just not existing. Yes. You know, um, when I was writing sometimes, you'd be going, hmm, hmm. Mm, you know, a little, and uh, but you know, um, you know, it was, it was my it was my decision, you know, and I, I kept wondering when I, I'd go home at weekends. I said, you know, sit there and have the beer and sort of go, oh, this lump. People go, oh yeah, you do, yeah, it's a bit of a lump, isn't it? You know, you should probably go see the doctor. I said, yeah, yeah, I probably should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get the record finished first. Yeah, yeah, you know. So finish the record and within about, you know, 10 minutes of saying, that's it, we've done the mix on Empire of the Clouds, uh, the guy turned up at the studio, the local, local just a local guy, mm -hmm. and, and did a quick examination. And from what he told me, I was like, I really need to get this looked at pretty seriously. And even then, the, the, it was um, yeah, relatively, well, they said, uh, you know, you, you've, you've, you've caught it at a relatively early stage. Yes. You know, and um, I think they say that to make you feel better. <laughs> do, do, they, do you think yeah, so? You know, uh, you did a good job feeling that out for yourself. Uh, well, no, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it was quite noticeable, you know, you, okay. you know, I mean, it, well, to me it was anyway. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, uh, if you're a guy over 40, you got a lump in the side of your neck. You should go and get it checked out. There you go. That's, you know? that's, I guess that's the moral of the story. But I, I, everyone is obviously overjoyed of, of the good news. Yeah. Is that you're doing well. Yeah. Here we are. Either way, he, he beat it and that's good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, like, uh, of course you can finish the album, but uh, in, um, we talked quite a lot about Dio and, and Heaven and Hell and Tony Iommi with Fergal, for example. And... Uh, Actually, Dio, he didn't diagnose himself at all. That's why he died so young. And, the, and the, then Tony Iommi survived cancer because he knew that Dio didn't get checked. So he yeah. actually got like, paranoid for the better and, and, and um, like regularly checked himself. Uh, mm. But I don't know which kind of cancer he had because Tony Iommi also had cancer. I think it's stomach cancer. That, that's one of the worst ones. Oh, yeah. That's, that's probably good to diagnose. <laughs> that's a vital organ. No, no, wait, no, 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 I think, uh, yeah, that is correct. The throat is not, the throat is not vital, uh, I don't know. I no, mean, I mean, you can it's not in your stoma, abdomen. you can kind yeah. of bypass the throat there. Not yeah. ideal. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so uh, uh, Dio was, Dio had stomach cancer and Tony Iommi had. He was a paramedic, uh, by the way. So. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, this faster uh, now, but I was yeah. on the road for a while. He, uh, lymphoma, which I think is some kind of a. 
That's Jeff, like here, I think, in the yeah. armpit. It's in the armpit, I think. If you catch lymph. that early, it's one of the better ones. Well, the lymph, yeah, the lymph nodes, I guess. Yeah. The lymph nodes are here, right? Somewhere here. They're all the, over. The armpit. Yeah. Part of the oh, like, oh. immune system. Throat. Throat and armpits is where you're going to feel it more. Oh. Yeah. Well, should, we, should we get back to the, the lyrics? Well, yeah, let, let's get back. Lyrics. <laughs> we can finish the lyrics. We can finish the lyrics because we actually talked about all the music except the outro. So let's do that in no, a while. No, but, I mean, uh, uh, just before the last chorus, uh, there's, there's a bit yeah. to dig into. Uh, right. Like the, the eternal blackness beyond the stars. We think our wis- our wisdom will get that far. I think it's, it's kind of talking about. The what, final frontier. What, the, human potential. Human, yeah. What, what, yeah. what we think we're so significant, but. All of a sudden, you know, the master's table, the table's bare. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, you find out when you're dead, you know, there's nothing. And then it's it's not like heaven, you know, and you, and when you die, you think you're going to get this land of uh, land of plenty, as it says there. And then no land of plenty, devastation, despair. I just find mm. that part is just so powerful. It's just, it mm. kind of yeah. references like. Nothing but the afterlife and what, yeah, like we think yeah. we're, we're, we think we're going to get to, you don't know until your time's up. My guess is you don't even know when you're there. That's it. And that's, and this is, this is when eternity fails. No. Yep. That, that, yeah. It gets me thinking about uh, millionaires going into space as well. Uh, the eternal blackness, uh, our wisdom won't get that far, you know, like uh, what's his face? Uh, Virgin Records. Jeff Bezos. Uh, no, yeah. Richard Record. No, Richard. Richard. Uh, Richard, Richard Bronson. Um, yeah, is he, he, he went. Yeah, he's going to space too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he's like doing a commercial space thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we have, of course, Bezos, and I guess to a certain extent, uh, Musk, Musk as well. Yeah. yeah, he wants to live on yeah, Mars. Bill- billionaires uh, heading into space. They turn on blackness. We get a refill. They're trying to get their wisdom to go that far. But also, like they're not going. I mean, they're going to space. I guess strictly speaking. But they're they're not fucking Star Trek yet, are they? They're, they're like in the no, upper no, no. They're in the upper atmosphere. It, <laughs> they come back it's down. a cock measuring contest. Who can get there often? Yeah, the for most, sure. for, for cheapest. Sure. I mean, there's there's benefits to humankind, but right now we're not really seeing those. I I, I do think it is positive that there's space exploration. Absolutely, essentially. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But you think about that, Eric. I know you're into sci-fi heavily, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I kind of always been uh, I've been a, like a distant fan of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I just like the concept of it. Uh, always did, but I'm not very interested in space. Oh, I love like, space. I'm interested in space, like in a, in a book or like reading about the planets. I like that, but I don't want to go there. Well, I, I, I don't. don't, I mean, I Do don't you want to go to space? I don't want to freak you out at the moment because a lot of times you're you in get, space. Yes, sorry. Yes, yeah, I had to do that. Um, no, no I, I don't necessarily want to head out into the fucking, you know, out there. Mark, listen. do you want to go to space? Do I want to go to space? Yeah. Uh, if I could, absolutely, man. Like, you get to realize how small you are. You get to see the planet. Like, I would absolutely love that. I mm. think I think that should be something that if you're able to, you should absolutely see. I mean, if I mean, especially if you're not a, like a, a space or nature documentary kind of person, like, Seeing that and realizing how small you are, that changes your mind, man. That that's that would be kind of. I don't want to sound like a hippie, but like that's it does. No, 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 yeah, yeah. That's it's different. Like it's, I can only imagine how that feels personally. I mean, I would love to experience that. That 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 sounds beautiful to me. But isn't isn't the Earth flat? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Apparently, so I've heard I've heard rumors. I've I've done my own research, and apparently that is the case. Um, <laughs> um, you spoke of looking back at Earth, and that's 
possibly the main attraction of going to space. And I always felt that was a bit like you're just looking back at Earth. Uh, I realize it's obviously amazing to see. But for me, it's also like you didn't even leave. You're just like in the outskirts of Earth where there's no oxygen. It doesn't really interest me that much. But, but it's, it's everything you've ever, ever known. Everything, anyone you've ever known, everything they ever know, yeah. it's in your field of view. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what that does to your psyche, right? Like Something I'd I, love to see is apparently, and I've heard, I can't remember who said this, but apparently when you get to the dark side of the moon and the kind of the, the sun's kind of blocked out, you know, and there's no, you know, you, you can see like so many stars, like zillions of zillions of fucking stars. And, and, and a lot of those took like billions of years that's to got, get that's gotta be right where you can yeah, see like, them. Like that's mind blowing. It's so mind blowing. I can't even. Yeah. So, so, so like a, a, a long, a long time ago, uh, I was on a uh, with my dad on a. There's an island called Bimini, which is sort of like a little bit south of Florida. Maybe not south, somewhere close to Florida. Half an hour with a plane from Florida. Small island, um, really cool. It's like it's the kind of place where there's uh, there's no cars on the island. There's just like people drive around in golf carts, and at night there, since there's no light That'd pollution, really you cool. can see so many fucking stars, like more stars than I've ever seen in my life. And that was really fucking cool. So imagine what that, you know, just, yeah, that, I'd love to see that. I think I'm just, for me, I'm just a little claustrophobic. So maybe the current space shit would be, I wouldn't probably. Yeah, I, I, th- I feel like if you were caught in that moment, the level of like beauty and understanding that would come to you, you'd be like, oh my God, I, I don't care how claustrophobic I am in that moment. Yeah. You'd be like, wow, this, this is. That, that, that's probably, that, I, I feel that's like probably it, I feel like it's indescribable how it feels. Yeah, no, exactly. So I, I would love to be at a point where like 50 years from now, assuming I'm yeah, still I mean, in yeah, that, that, that position, that. Where I can actually see, like personally see that. Because we can only see it through like TV or whatever now, right? Like it's, I feel like it's one of those things that's hard to put into words that how it is to experience. Even astronauts have come back, like they have a hard time describing how it felt, right? Like it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's super fascinating to me. I'm completely on board with you. I would just add that you can get into that perspective from here too. Uh, you can get the uh, you can, you can way, feel yes. that you get a taste of it right like you can we we have the technology now where we have cameras and video uh, that, uh, depends on your personal alignment but i always felt we were insignificant anyway you know yes but just, it, it uh, is, it is how absolutely like absolutely i'm uh, not disagreeing with one one, and, uh, one of seven billion on yeah, this but yeah, but tiny planet that, <laughs> i've always been interested I, like we had a telescope in our backyard when i was a kid so i, I did watch stars a lot like stargazing Good song too, but um, yeah, like imagine thing, being born uh, like I a like. couple hundred years ago and like you had none of that, like just gazing up the stars. Yeah, how, you just how that must have yeah, felt uh, blindly. Like, like that's not even that long ago at all, and they they didn't even know that the world is a, a sphere. Uh, also, the, in the rural mountainous parts of India, you get really good star, really good starlit sky. I can imagine they don't have much. Uh, they don't have much electricity. Perhaps a bit of like a lantern or something, so you don't really knock out the the natural starlight. It's amazing, that kind of stuff. It's it's so there's like apparently so there's like seven point seven billion people on this planet. I, I'm pretty sure I, it's a safe bet that of the seven point seven billion people in the world, 
there's only four people currently who spent the evening talking about eyes and hearts in this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's true. And we have one bit left. We do. We and we yeah. do. Have, it's pretty significant. Yeah. It is indeed. Oh yeah, I was gonna say too. Um, noteworthy. No guitar solo in this song. Just the fills in the last chorus. It's very much that a vocal song, yeah, I find. Yeah, no it's guitar a, it's solo. A, it's yeah. a Dickinson song. Oh, it's, a, yeah. Yeah. it's a rare no solo song. It's rare. Deja Vu is another one. There are not many of them. Uh, and of course, there are a bit of licks. Solo uh, yeah. sounding licks. Oh yeah, there's Adrian kind of the a end. solo... There's a solo behind the last chorus. Short one. That's what I'm talking about. And it comes yeah. across a little bit more yeah. in the live version. You hear it a bit more, but it's not a solo. It's more fills, you know, guitar fills in the last chorus. the song here is at the seven minute mark and you have to count in that the intro is 130 so the actual song is like 530 not short not long it's a uh, kind of normal maiden, yeah. yeah metal maiden length song really with a bit of an outro yeah, bit of yeah. an intro so we're getting into the outro here and it's been a while since i heard that so it's gonna be yeah. interesting listen I really like it. It's sort of fiddling around the D minor. It reminds me of uh, writing on the wall a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Good day. Yeah. My name Same key. It's Necropolis. I'm formed of the dead. I am the harvester of the soul. Soulmate. And I suck the lives from around my bed. My only two sons. I gave them breath, and I filled their living corpses with my bile. It's a hard part to understand if you're not like looking up the lyrics. Yeah. For me, eternity is nothing but a short while. That's a cool. That's a cool line. I love it. Uh, the outro is, 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 is definitely cheesy. Hello, my name is Necropolis, but... I think it works, me, it works though. It's, it's, yeah, it's got a whole... It's uh, we'll bring in Mark, the guest's guest. What do you think about this outro? Uh, I, don't, I don't hate it. Uh, I mean, and you don't love it? I mean, no. I mean, and it, it's one of those, unless you're really paying attention, you're just, it's just noise. Right? It's, just, it's the end of the song. It's a drone. Uh, yeah, it's a drone. Yeah, yeah I mean, like... Uh, it's it's just one of those uh, end of a song that personally I probably wouldn't pay much attention to, but it is cool. Like it is adds it's a an appendix. little element to it. Yeah, the cheesiness I like. It's it's a good cheese to me. Hello, my name is Necropolis. <laughs> well, the name the name Necropolis, like the prefix necro, kind of means death, and or then Lord polis, of death, yeah. or place yeah, of death. City, yeah. The suffix 
means kind of like the city. Yeah. So like death city of city death. of yeah. death. I am formed of the dead. I am the harvester of the soul meat. It means like yeah. I don't, and I, and I suck the lives. So he's he. What I envision he, he's he's on his bed. You know, he mentions the word bed. He's on his bed and he's just like. Yeah. S- sucking all the dead people you know like eternity means nothing because it's all you do for your existence i am formed of the dead so i literally am death you know and i and i fill their living corpses with my bile Bile. humanity i knew yeah with my super metal a little more metal than we would get out of my main normally (laughs) like it's super metal there's also like the the effect you know the weird like sound like uh, you know It, it fits the visuals yeah. that Maiden gives yeah. out without actually their songs representing it. it kind of humanity those a bit better. Humanity is is nothing, you know, right? Humanity I knew our, is long our forgotten. existence is trivial. Death will matter, will go on regardless of humanity. It, death <laughs> will continue. Like. dig that and uh, this made me think about the last week we had a guest from Glasgow uh, Dave Moody and uh, in Glasgow mm. they have necropolis actually like it's like cemetery hill type thing sounds like a nightclub uh, like uh, <laughs> yeah it does actually cemetery hill sounds like that's a right. badass thing I, I went there I went to uh, Glasgow when I was 16 I would go to necropolis would that's you fucking loot yeah and necropolis was my highlight because I was into the, I was just getting into death metal so that was great yeah. like a hill full of uh, gravestones also in in, uh, in the Vatican, um, under the the big tombs, yeah, it's, uh, church. Uh, yeah, that, that's also they also yeah, refer yeah, to yeah, the necropolis, city of the dead. Wow, city of the dead, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Andrew, you didn't. Andrew, that's your name, right? That is my yeah. name. Yes. <laughs> I got lost there for a moment. It's it's late. It's, uh, it's two a.m. here. Two a.m. Hello. I think I think the if I recall from. You know, back in the day when I was, because um, you know, my parents used to be Catholic, so I, I sort of was, you know, forced into that for a bit, and then I, you know, eventually got out. I, I tend to refer to myself as a recovering Catholic. Um, uh, I, I the Father, Son, Holy Spirit thing. So that would be the Holy Trinity. Uh, the two, yeah, but the two, there's, 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 there's no reference to sons, so it's, it would be the, and they're all the same thing. So you have the Father, the Son, and Holy the Ghost. Holy Spirit, I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's like a fucking Scooby Doo character, I guess. And then they, uh, they, they together they build the Voltron at it. And they, they say Let's their names. Let's see who he really is. <laughs> you pull off the mask. Oh, it was the owner of the power plant. Super Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like Captain Planet because really that was a good thing. That was a good hero. Thank you, sir. Now let's see whose glowing phosphorus face Redbeard really is. Mr. Magnus! And I thought like the butler always did it. They had a pretty neat ghost setup, even down to the ghost sword operated by wires. Yes, but where did that mysterious fog come from? Simple, like dry ice. And everybody knows when dry ice mixes with water, it makes a real spooky fog. Show them, Scooby. (laughs) Scooby-Doo! (laughs) 
But where are we landing here? I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to include this on the, the top 50 list. And I think I would I, include it, absolutely. Personally, I think it's going to stay because if, if a song is like a, a, a sort of a favorite to both me and Eric, it's, it's obviously going to stay. And I think this is one of them. Mm. Top 50? Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah for me, it's 100% on the list. Not for if, me, like I said earlier, it's top two on this album. It's going to be in my top 50 for sure. If not for the lackluster chorus, it could be even It's going to be 10. probably lower 50, but like top 50. Maiden A to Z, innit? So I thought we'd round this episode off with uh, something very familiar to us all, which is rotation. Uh, let's see whatever I've been listening to lately. It's, it's Spanish titles, and my Spanish is not that strong, so I, I keep forgetting the titles. Uh, I've been listening to Flamenco last week uh, quite a bit. Uh, really metal stuff. So I'm going to include a clip here and maybe like a, a voiceover of naming the title. But yeah, just imagine an old Spanish song. There you go. Castillo de Sauer. Danza Mora. De Oscar Herrero. century kind of mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. to it uh, guitar based uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised of how metal it was kind of metal I sent a song to our mutual friend Dan Mortimer and he said also like yeah this is pretty sinister so th- that's what I've been listening to lately and the Beatles uh, but, I, but I always listen to the Beatles there you go uh, so yeah today there's been a bit of Foo Fighters um, mainly uh in your honor and uh, echoes, silence, patience, and grace. But also, I've been going through a bit of a. a uh, there's a, there's a Swedish band called Freak Kitchen, uh, one of my favorite bands. Uh, also, the guitarist uh, Matthias Eklund, one of the best, one of the best, in, in, in my, my favorite guitarist in the world. When I discovered them way back when, that totally changed my guitar playing game and just you know my sort of outlook of music. That that's the guy who got me into you know weird time signatures and just like like like. That you could do stuff that wasn't "quote unquote" normal. Are you familiar with uh, that album? I think it's called "Free Guitar," just like the Camp. Oh yeah, uh, it's just a lot of short songs. That that's the most listened to for me. I listen a lot to that. That's a great album. Way more than any. He, he, he's, he's on three of those. Um, so there's the first one, and there's uh, "Free Guitar," the Road Less Traveled, and then there's a the Smorgasbord. There's all all very cool. The Road Less Traveled, I think, is the one I've been. Yeah, that's on. a good one. Uh, that's a good one. Like there's a song called "Print This." No, it's called the malfunctioning printer. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll be able to get him onto this part of some chopstick blues. I think is another song. Chopstick boogie.
I know he does. He does dig some maidens. So yeah. So I should note that I was an Apple Music subscriber for many years, just because like I had it kind of mm-hmm. paid for me for for a few years, and then recently I switched over to Spotify, and I've I've quite enjoyed Spotify. The the algorithm I find is like even even without knowing my my music taste, I would select a few songs and then it would make a mix for me. And then I discovered um, the band nice. Warrior Path. Um, and this song is called The Mad King. I really, that, that song, I've been listening to that a lot lately. Also Night Demon. Um, particularly this past week, the uh, the cover of Entrance. Scorpions. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, by yeah. the Scorpions, yeah, and and I had never heard the original Great by thousand. the Scorpions, and then, um, yeah, really, and so then I started digging into the the back catalog of the Scorpions too, and then the seventy Scorpions is, is is incredibly good. It's those kind of forgotten. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like, and you know, you think of the Scorpions and Rocky like a hurricane. Um, Wind of change, right? And so, like, I, you don't really know, like. Uh, those songs are also good, but uh, 70s is more yeah. exciting to me. Exactly. got to places i didn't know we would go to uh, like outer yeah. space and uh, philosophy and uh, yeah that was fun uh, the, the insignificance of mankind and all that um, yeah i, I had yeah. a good time in the middle of the night here in, in stockholm yeah you know, it's only 8 30 for us but it's uh what 2 30 for you guys 2 30 yeah 2 30 yeah. for us that's all right it's it was it was it was it was delightful and uh yeah this, yeah, this was fun and, and thank it. you for we'll having me uh, it was a pleasure uh Again, not a big podcast guy, so this was fun. Uh, nice, nice yeah, meeting you guys, yeah. and uh, this was a fun conversation. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get to um, have an actual uh, beer at some point. Yeah, one day. Like in person. Yeah, exactly. We already predicted that we may have fifty years to go, so we might have time. <laughs> Wait, fifty years of the podcast or in, in life? Because. Around 50 yeah. years, I think. That's something we Now, is that, it, it, I, 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 is that yeah. considered eternity for us? After that. Yeah. That's after that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're just missing a turn. That's yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just missed it. <laughs> Fucking missed it. Just missed it. That's great. So, um... All the reason I know this is because of fucking, like, it's from fucking, you know, Bob and Doug McKenzie. But, uh, you know, apparently Canada sometimes referred to as the Great White North. So, it'd be fun to do a, uh, 
up the iron and skull from the great oh, white one. Okay. We can there you go. Let's yeah. do that. And so, can you also add that in French after? Santé, guys. Oh yeah, santé. 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 Which is like health. Like. All right. So okay. Le grand blanc. <laughs> okay, this might not have been the best idea. If I get, anyway, let's just let's go. With, you know, worst case scenario. Oh, as we always say, up the irons and skull from the Great White North. I would go to Necropolis. Would Absolutely. you? Fucking loot. Yeah. <laughs>